Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the Confident Girl Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, but I'm also the founder and CEO of Self Love Beauty and the co-founder of Oh Infinite Love. My passion is all about creating a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. I truly want people to have confidence, feel supported, and have a community that wraps their arms around them. And that is what we are here today to do, is to teach you things to help you grow in your confidence. This podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. So come along on this journey with me. just joining us, but if you've been following us along for the last two years, thank you for the continued support. We love hearing all the feedback that we receive and just how much this podcast has impacted so many people's lives. So before we bring on our guest today, I have to talk to you guys about where we are with Self Love Beauty and the great things that we have accomplished. So last week I spent some time in Ann Arbor, Michigan, learning about mindfulness. So I took a two-day training because I think it's important that If I'm going to continue to teach you guys these skill sets, I need to continue to grow in my own practice and growth to make sure that I am helping each and every one of you guys. And after that, this weekend, I spent my Saturday with the Self Love Beauty Teen Conference where we had over 110 people attend and 71 of those were teen girls. Now, let me tell you, We talk a lot on this show about having confidence and being who you are. And when I heard that we were having 71 girls signed up, I had a panic attack in a sense. (laughs) I had a moment of being scared of what are they going to think? Am I going to be able to impact them? If I hope everything goes right. And I really had a moment of having to take those deep breaths in and out to make sure that I was centering my attention on what I wanted to accomplish for that day. So I can say right now that I'm extremely exhausted only because it was a hit. It was awesome. And at the end of our conference, we had all the girls come up on stage and share one thing that they learned throughout the day. And hearing them say, I finally know I have a purpose. I know what mindfulness is. Um, I know how to get toxic people out of my life. I made a new friend. All of those great things are so important for young girls and boys to continue to have and to grow in. And a lot of these kids walked in very nervous, and I actually had some parents even say, my, my daughter had a, men, um, a meltdown this morning. She didn't want to come. She was scared. She was nervous. And by the end of the time, those girls were, were exchanging phone numbers. They were taking selfies. They were just having a blast. And when we were packing up, we heard a few of the girls even talk about how they were going to grab frozen yogurt after. So I share all of that because I think it's super important for us to get out of that comfort zone sometimes to take it to that next level to grow in our confidence. And if 71 teen girls can do it, I think all of us adults can do the exact same thing. I shared with those girls too that I was scared, that I was nervous, and that I was hoping that they got everything out that they needed to. And it was really awesome to have them have them have the um, notice that even adults go through this, that we are all still having our moments of being uncomfortable and trying to do our best. 
So I had to share that update because I was super pumped. The energy was there all day long. I have never probably had that much energy for five hours in a row. I woke up the, woke up the next day with sore legs from going up and down the stairs, trying to move, trying to get in with the girls. It was a fantastic, fantastic opportunity. So, so far, Self-Love Beauty has impacted so many lives in just the beginning of 2020, and we're not slowing down. This week, we have some great keynotes that we're going to be doing and hosting and just really teaching people the importance of confidence. So thank you guys for continuing to support us online and in person. It's because of you guys that we continue to make such a change in this world and be able to further the impact of education, investment, and just having people have self-love and confidence. So there's my update. There's my um, big piece that I had to share with everybody because it was just burning in my soul for you guys to know that we are killing it over here, but we're also still growing and that's what I know all of you guys are doing as well. So before um, I go any farther, I am really excited to talk to our guest today. I'm gonna let him introduce ourselves. Yes, I said him. We finally are having another male on the podcast. I'm really excited about it. And we're really gonna be talking about having confidence in, within yourself as you grow on your journey, how to get through obstacles, and some advice that we want to give other guys that are out there that are lacking on their confidence. So I'm going to let our guest introduce himself. I'm not even going to give away of who it is or anything about him because it's more mysterious this way. So I'm going to have you take it away. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is uh, Benny Fowler, uh, Michigan State graduate, uh, current NFL wide receiver. I'm a free agent this year, but I've Played in the NFL for six years, going into my seventh year, uh, a Super Bowl champion, um, uh, now number one best-selling author uh, on Amazon. Woohoo! Uh, Silver Spoon, The Imperfect Guide to, to Success. Awesome. That is a quick and easy way of explaining who you are. <laughs> so, um, so tell us a little bit more. You just said bestseller. Mm -hmm. First off, A, how does that feel? And what is, tell us a little bit more about the book. Uh, it feels really good. It feels really good to be a number one best-selling author just because it shows that I'm more than just an athlete. And I think that's what athletes are trying to portray to people is that we're not just football players or basketball players, that we are human beings and we like to do other things that everybody else does. So uh, it feels really good. Um, it's one of the best accomplishments of my life. Uh, Silver Spoon, The Imperfect Guide to Success is, I don't, I call, I don't call it a self-help book. I, book I call it a self-actualizing book because all the principles that are within the book help or help people to understand that everything is already within them you know how to handle adversity how to handle success uh, how to set goals um, I also have a chapter in there you don't have to be an athlete to make a million dollars I want people to understand I want athletes to understand that you know there are so many other avenues out here and you can be an entrepreneur work for a company but you don't have to be an athlete to make a million dollars. That's, you know, definitely a message for the young kids out there. So um, it feels really good, you know, so I'm excited about it. That's awesome. And I'll just say that he's a very humbling person because we had a conversation <laughs> earlier and I have all this energy and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I need more energy, but I'm so, so happy for you. It's so awesome. Um, so you talked a little bit about how your book has a um, adversity in it. Can you just share a little bit more about your story with that? and why that's important. So if I had to talk about adversity, I would say that starting off as a young player or a young kid, uh, I didn't really have much adversity. You know, you'd win some games and you'd lose some games, but I didn't really have any adversity right there until I got to Michigan State. 
Um, you know, I broke my foot right when I got up here. So that was something that I had never had to deal with in my life is, you know, you know, breaking a bone in my body. So I broke my foot and I didn't play at all that fall. So I redshirted that fall and going into the next season, um, you know, I played a little bit as a redshirt freshman and made some plays and did really well. Um, and then I broke my foot again the following year. So that's some adversity right there that I had to learn how to navigate and understand, like, you know, why is this happening to me? I've never been injured before. You know, I'm trying to play at the highest level. So, you know, those uh, doubts, fears, and insecurities start to settle in. And you don't, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are. And then going into my junior year, now it's, time, it's finally my time to start and play and play a major role. And I'll never forget, you know, we're playing Notre Dame, maybe like the third game of the season, ABC, 8 o'clock, primetime game. I'm going for a, a deep route. Andrew Maxwell throws the ball up into the end zone, goes right through my hands. Now, that was the first time adversity hit me where I felt like my world was crashing down, getting booed, death threats on Twitter, you know, just crazy things that, you know, I've never had to deal with. And I've always been a positive person and gone through life with, you know, glasses have full type of perspective but you know the media is coming at me I get benched and you know that's when I I start to learn about mindfulness meditation uh, learning a lot about who I am as a person because you know these people are making me feel so bad about myself and I don't really understand that and I've never had that problem in my life you know everything's you know pretty much pretty much been smooth you know maybe some losses here but it's not my fault this is the first time it's been something that's my fault and it's really hurting me that I let my team down. So, you know, I got this book, you know, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And that's when I really started getting into reading. But it teaches you about the journey and it teaches you about appreciating every single day, uh, understanding who you are and, you know, being comfortable with yourself and that you, you're not, you can't be judged by other people. That's not how you're supposed to live your life. So I really got into that and the power of the subconscious mind and, you know, how growing up or how you look at certain things will way you think consciously so you know I just started to get a feeling for myself so just going through that adversity uh, really built me into the person I am today and being an undrafted free agent in the NFL I didn't get drafted and the average lifespan of an NFL player is two years I'm going into my seventh year so it just shows how much I've grown as a person mentally and physically but more mentally because in the NFL I would say you know 95% of the talent is all the same who has it mentally? Tom Brady got drafted in the sixth round. But, you know, him mentally, he's a winner. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of adversity that I went through. Wow. I had no idea all of that. And it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, and it's so interesting because, you know, you share it from a, um, an athletic perspective. And there's so many people that are listening in that have been athletes who, you know, in different ways. You know, some of us are just runners and have had sprained ankles or been injured and been out. But... You actually had it a little bit more because you were on TV doing it, where it's on this big screen. And think about the people um, that are still going through all this, stuff and they're not on a big screen. But the thing is, is like yours was on the spotlight. So take us back to that moment of which I know you probably don't want to, but we're taking you back of like feelings. Mm. How did you feel during that time? Like, give us it, like straight. Uh, <clears throat> the way I felt, I, well, I just really felt that I let my team down. So that was the biggest thing. But if I had to talk about my feelings, like body sensations wise, yeah. it's just like arms are heavy, you know, you're just super anxious, you know, it's just, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's what I would say. So it's very uncomfortable. And then you just feel like 
everybody's judging you and looking at you in a different way. You know, when you're walking through the football building or you're just walking on campus, going to class, and people are like, you know, random people are coming to you, you gotta catch that. Like, you don't know who I am. Like, obviously, I know I have to catch that. This is my job, this is what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, that's what it felt like. But I mean, I have a big appreciation for it now because I have a bigger perspective on life. And that one moment doesn't define me, you know? So winning the 2013 Rose Bowl and being the leading receiver both of those years, it just showed that you have to keep going. Kobe Bryant, I was watching one of his documentaries and he says, when you're going through something, what other choice but do you have but to go through it? You might as well go through it with the right attitude and mindset. And I just, that's one of the things I preach on in my book is that there are gonna be hard times. There is, nobody's ever got to the top of the mountain and been like, oh, I thought that was a lot easier than I thought. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, just doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. So, you know, I want people to understand that, that there's gonna be adversity in life Go into it with the right perspective. Be positive about it. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be times where you feel like the weight of the world is on you. Get up out of bed and go after it. Yeah, and I think that's really important for our younger generation. So I would say that um, working with a lot of youth and seeing that they have always had people kind of hold their hands a little bit more Mm -hmm. and not let them be resilient because they don't want them to be failures or go through kind of things that we've had to go through. And But I just hope that all of them know that it's okay to fail. And I guess I don't want to use the word fail. It's more of like a learning experience too. And so, you know, you talked a little bit about how you mindfulness came into your life. You read a book, you know, you've, you've really grown over the years. But how, I mean, I guess over the years is just what I'm thinking about. How long did it take you? Because I think so many times we like, people talk about this, but they're like, yeah, it happened. Like, it didn't happen in a month. People don't realize that it's a journey. Yeah. Uh, the prizes in the journey is something I wear on my wrist every single day from a teammate that I played with here that passed away in a car accident. And that's uh, their saying for, um, you know, his, his foundation is that the prize is in the journey. And it, you know, I tell people all the time that, you know, success doesn't happen in a day. It happens every single day. Like, you have to win every single day. So, like, yeah, this journey has taken me a long time. It took me 22 years to be a pro athlete pretty much my whole entire life. So, you know, overcoming adversity and fear, doubt, insecurity, that's something I work on every single day. It's not something that goes away. It's something that I just have control over. So I just feel like people should understand that, yeah, you, it's gonna happen. Uh, it's not just because you get over one adversity doesn't mean it's not gonna happen to you anymore. You just learn how to handle it better. Uh, take a step back, then look, and then go attack. So that's what I would say to people is that it's not gonna go away and it might take you a couple years, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you keep giving up. You know, you just have to constantly lay the foundation every single day to win every single day. And I think too, when you were saying like the person at the mountain never looked down and said, oh, that was easy. I also think people, it, people also have to understand like it's not a straight shot. No. Like you probably never thought that you were going to write a book or maybe it was on your mind. No, no. I, I, I didn't ever think I was going to write a book okay. when I was younger. But you know, when I was going through, you know, what I was going through at Michigan State mm-hmm. and then I read The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And then, you know, we win the Rose Bowl, we win, I win two Big Ten championships at Michigan State. Then I win a Super Bowl, and yeah. I'm playing with guys like Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley, all these great guys. I have to share these stories with other people. And then I also have people in my book, because I want people to understand, that's why I call it Silver Spoon, the imperfect guide to success, because there is no perfect way. However you get to success is however you get there. But there are certain principles that you have to follow but you don't have to just learn from me and my story. You can learn from people like Draymond Green, mm-hmm. NBA champion, 
Dr. Reginard, but I have my friends who are entrepreneurs in the book. You have to learn from them as well because being a professional athlete is less than 1% in the world. So I want my friends who are entrepreneurs who have successful clothing businesses, who are agents, my dad who was the vice president of Ford, my mom who's a lawyer. These are all people that, you know, still have the same doubts and insecurities that I do. You still have to attack, you still have to be disciplined, you still have to set goals, you still have to handle adversity, you still have to handle success. So, you know, all that stuff goes into play. That is beautiful. And I love that you say that only because I think so many times people, um, everybody, every kid wants to be a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously wanted to at one point too, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think it's one of those things too where people have to realize that there's so many other opportunities out there and you can be your own champion through everything and, um, and having that confidence even within yourself. So let's talk about confidence for a second. Mm -hmm. So. A lot on with what self love indeed does and kind of just what I do. I speak more to women. Not that I want to. It's just kind of part of you hear self love beauty, you think it's only for chicks, and that is so not true. Confidence and self love has to happen for men too. And so, how do you? How are you dealing with this whole? There's a lot more for women right now. Mm. Um, how are men um, guiding themselves through this while there's such a platform for women? But if you were to Google right now a conference, let's yeah. say, for men only, you wouldn't probably find something. So how are you handling that? Or are you finding your tribes? Are you finding ways to do it yourself? Or like, how are you growing in your own confidence journey? Um, Loaded question. I know yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> how am I going through that? Yeah. I, I don't necessarily, I just take it one day at a time. I don't really necessarily look for hey, a men's conference or a women's conference, I'm looking to interact with every single person and impact every single person. I don't just want to impact guys mm -hmm. or boys. I want to impact women as well because we all have to fight the same things. You know, yep. Women might have to fight more in a certain area. Men ha might have to fight more in a certain area. Mm -hmm. So I want people to understand that I'm trying to work with everybody. So uh, that's the way I would answer that is that you know I feel like I'm trying to help every single person Everybody. and I have yeah. two sisters that you know are in high school and one's in college so you know I'm have they have my total support about anything and everything that they want to do so I think it's super important so yeah that's what that's yeah what and inclusion is just so important and I think that that is a great response by the way um but I think it's too one of those things where there's I say all of that only because I am I too believe that everybody needs to hear these stories but so many times I hear, we see we need to do more with boys, we need to do more with boys, and everything's open to them. Um, but I think, too, everybody just handles things differently. And yeah. men and women are different in a lot of things, and it's not that it's not open to anybody. We just feel more excited about certain things. So to, for the boys listening in or the men listening in, um, talk a little about your confidence journey. So we talked a little bit about, you know, you played football. Um, football is just one avenue of your life. but. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about other areas of your life. Where are other areas of your life that you haven't been confident in? And how have you grown in those? Like being an adult, paying bills, accounting. Everybody knows I don't do accounting very well, so I'm very honest about that. <laughs> I, I can't say that uh, let's not talk about football because football has been, okay. sports have been okay. in my life uh, every single day for my entire life. So I feel like my confidence goes hand in hand with okay. that. Um, but I feel like my confidence comes even in schoolwork, writing my book, uh, football, 
relationships, it all comes from preparation and being prepared. So, you know, we do a lot of preparation in football, and that's like how I approach my life. So on Wednesdays, I focus on Wednesday things. That's what we focus we focus on first and second down. And then on Thursdays, we focus on third down, a little bit of red zone. Fridays, you know, we bring it all together. We have like a perfect Friday, so we try to have a perfect Friday. And then Saturday, we walk through it all Sunday, and that's when we go out and play. And that's how I kind of have to approach life, because the more prepared I am for life and situations, the better off I'll be. You know, playing with Peyton Manning, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. He was always prepared, always looking for the problem and to solve the problem. You know, we might play a team and Peyton might pull up some film from six years ago, like, hey, this is what this guy did to me, so we have to be prepared for this. So when we go out there on Sunday, even if it doesn't happen, we're ready for it. And that's kind of how I try to, like, prepare my life. You know, even with football, because it's not always certain, you know, when your time could be up. So right now I'm developing a public speaking business you know, just, you know, with my football career, as my football career, you know, I only want to play 10 years. I'm in year seven. I have four more years left that I want to play. So I want to be ready for a smooth transition. So I'm starting to develop a business right now, public speaking, develop some cur- curriculum on how to teach people how to lead the right way and become successful, you know, maybe be a consultant. So, uh, you know, just preparing myself for that, preparing myself, you know, to be a husband one day, just got, um, just got engaged so you know all of that you know so just you know understanding all that so i'm preparing myself so i say that's where confidence comes from if you're confident if you're prepared for something you're going to be confident in it because you know that you've done all the work leading up to it so however the chips may lay that's how they that's just how they fall but i'm confident in everything i'm doing like my mom was just i was just telling her on the way here you know she's like are you ready for the podcast i'm like i'm getting ready to talk about my life and that you know i talk about these things every single day and I, and I prepare myself every single day. So she was like, are you ready for it? Of course I'm ready for it. I'm talking about myself. But I've also put myself in situations on how to tell stories, public speak, join the Toastmasters group. But I make sure that I'm prepared for situations like this. So I think that's where confidence really comes from. I love that answer. Well, I think it's I, – I, the reason I even asked you that was because I feel like there's pieces in my life where I'm still learning to be confident. I mean, obviously you want to be a public speaker. So you weren't confident when you first started. You know, you had to grow into that. And so I I applaud you for putting realizing, okay, I have to jo- join the Toastmasters. I have to do all these things. Because the thing people don't always see is confidence, A, isn't always easy when you're starting something new. But you also have to put the work in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't just magically one day say, I want to be a public speaker and everything's going to fall into play. I'm going to get all these gigs and et cetera, et cetera. You joined a group that you probably never even imagine being part of mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there it's uncomfortable you're having people now tell you critique you i mean i know you've had that a lot with um sports but it's in a different way yeah um and so i think a lot of people that we talk to especially on the podcast we all want that confidence we're all craving that confidence but the thing is is people forget that it is work yeah. that if you really want to get there you have to put the work um, so also congratulations on getting engaged. No, that, that's very awesome. I love hearing people's celebrations and those types of things with that. And I just think it's so important that we continue to realize that confidence in all aspects of our lives, regardless of if you have confidence or not, you're not going to go perfect. Right back to your book about being imperfect and like um, embracing those flaws. So I have to ask, do you ever, any, ever have any days when you just feel like a hot mess? When things are just like, you wake up and you're like, I don't want to do today. I'm a hot mess. Or or even two, I don't know about you, but sometimes my schedule does not 
just feel like the hot mess. Do you have those days and how do you overcome them? Yeah, I have those days all the time. You know, days where I'm sore, especially getting into the business world now. In the off season, you know, these are things that I don't understand. I'm like, I have to read emails now and respond to emails. <laughs> I never respond. I'm like, just text me. Uh, so now I have to respond to emails and, you know, you know, understand things like that. So, yeah, I have days like that. And, you know, what I would tell people is that, you know, sometimes it's okay to cancel and just take a day for yourself. You need to have balance or else you'll just crash and burn. So you got to have balance. I think balance is super key in life, in sports, in life in general. You know, just take it one day at a time. And if you're not, you know, feeling that day or, you know, just it can't be, you know, a couple days a week where you're canceling everything. But if you need to just take a day for yourself, I think that's super important. I think people need that because balance is key in life. You know, you don't want to look too far ahead in the future. And, you know, you, you might get anxious. You know, I always tell people all the time, like back when I was in high school and have a project or something like that, you have so many ideas, everything's flowing, bam, and then you just take a nap because there's just, you just used all your brain power because you had all the ideas, you didn't write them down, and, you know, you just kind of made yourself tired. So, yeah, I would just say balance, you know. If you, yeah. if you have to take a personal day, take a personal day. Yeah. You know, reflect and recover because that's what we do in football, you know. We, we practice in the NFL. We practice our our Mondays or Wednesdays. So we practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we play on Sunday. Okay. We come back in on Monday. We, we review everything. We take notes on what we did good, what we did bad. And then Tuesday is a complete day off. Nobody, you don't have to come into the building. You might come in and do some recovery. But we get days off. You have to. I just get away from the game, relax, meditate. Uh, you know, practice, yeah, practice yeah. mindfulness, you know, just take, yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to take some time. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a really important thing uh, for all the moms and dads listening in um, and just anybody in general who has a very busy life. The thing that I always tell people is if you're not practicing it, you can't expect your teenagers or your kids to uh, or even the people around you if you're not practicing what you preach. I think so many times we expect so much from other people, like you should be doing this and you should be doing that. You should be taking self-care days, but if you're not doing it yourself, you might be preaching it, but take it, for instance, a parent. Their their kid is seeing them say it, but not actually do it. So they're really, they're confused. Like those are confusing things. And I say all that because everybody listening in has different roles that they're playing. And we all come from different walks of life. So I think it's super important for us to know that it is important to take those days. And it's okay. Give yourself permission. I think we look so many times for the other people to say, it's okay, you can take today off. When really you have to look inside of you and say, I need a day off. (laughs) And then I always think about my next three weeks, like it will be 10 times better if I do that. But so many times we feel that way. So um, transitioning to something else that you brought up that I think is really interesting. So you were talking about how you're starting this business and you are like, I feel like when you're starting something new, it's kind of foreign mm-hmm. in a way. You're learning things. So how how has that process been for you for from going from sports to looking in a different direction of your life and what you're having to learn? Like how's that process been for you? Uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting okay. on, you know, trying to learn how to develop it, but you know, it's just something new. And you know, I'm now I'm just taking it one day at a time, okay. like just how I would take anything. How I would take football. So you know, I'm just trying to focus on one thing, you know, now that I I have, you know, working on this business as well as playing football, I have to like organize my days. My things to do list is way longer than it usually is. 
have to set calendar invites to make sure you know I'm you know doing remembering all the things that I've signed up for different podcasts different business adventures meeting different people uh, setting meetings networking so uh, I've really been enjoying it just because it's something new and you know I'm not like oh I gotta have this hundred million dollar business by next year I'm just taking it one day at a time because I want to put the right product out there and impact the people that I want to impact the right way with and genuine. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so so true. So before we close, is there any like one piece of advice that you would give to, well, actually, we're going to do rapid fire questions. I'm changing my mind. So we're going to change this up. So I got some rapid fire questions. It's about life in general. Okay. And then we'll end with some other things. So what's your favorite food? Favorite food. I mean, it depends on what diet I'm following, you know, right now, because I'm back in East Lansing, that's where we're doing this at, you know, I've been going to some of the places that I went to in college, but, you know, starting tomorrow, I'm going back to eating no meat, so, um, you know, if I'm doing the vegan thing, I do eat a lot of Chipotle, just obviously no meat, you know, it's consistent, you still get some of the flavors, so, I really love Chipotle. That sounds really good. Um, Well, okay, so then, what is your... Favorite, um, oh my god! Oh, what's your favorite color? Green. Oh, good job. Go green. <laughs> for <white>. sure. We're, <laughs> we're both state alumni, so it's great to hear that. And then, obviously, you live in Denver. So, what's your favorite thing to do in Denver? My favorite thing to do in Denver. I really love going up to the mountains. Just the, the scenery up there, Breckenridge Vale. It's just so beautiful up there. I'm not a big skier, snowboarder, but you know, I just. I'm, I'm really big on scenery, and that's why I love living in Denver, is that, you know, you just get that, that beautiful view of the mountains every single day. Awesome. And then what's your favorite thing about your fiancé? Just how smart she is and how driven she is. I mean, she's just a very strong woman. Uh, she knows who she is, the way she goes about herself every single day, you know. Um, and she has my best interests, and she's always pushing me to become a better man and uh, just a better person and player. Awesome, I love it. And so who is your favorite player to play with when you were at Michigan State? Favorite player to play with, Michigan State. I don't know, I had so many, so many guys. I mean, Blair White, I played with him. Uh, yeah, that was my freshman year. Kirk Cousins, obviously a, a very good player in the NFL. Le'Veon Bell, Connor Cook, quarterback. Yeah, I've been with some really good, <laughs> really good quarterbacks, really good players. Uh, Aaron Burbridge, Tony Lippett, McGarrett Kings, Keyshawn Martin, PJ Cunningham, Mark Dell. Those are all my so receiver the whole team guys. You really love. <laughs> yeah, I really loved yeah. everybody though that I played with. I mean, I, you know, just visiting with some of the guys who are still up here, um, working for the school or working for the team now. It's just you know we had so much fun here. So all of those guys. That's awesome. And then what is one piece of advice that you would leave our audience with about um, trying to grow as humans and like. Success doesn't happen in a day. It happens every single day. Um, but growth is good. You have to continue to evolve as people, regardless of where you are in life. Get better and try to see the positive in every situation. If a situation is bad, try to see the positive in it. But I would tell people to be where their feet are. Be in the present moments. Practice that mindfulness. Be where your feet are because <clears throat> you don't want to look too far in the future and then too far back in the past because it will kill the lessons that you need to learn right now. So that's what I would tell people. I love, and I have to say, mindfulness is huge for me. And you just like killed it with how you explained it. Yeah. The present moment, it is beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
today. It was so awesome. You're so fun to chat with, and Thank you're you. so positive. I love it. It's so it's what we need in this world. And so thank you to everybody listening in and continuing to follow um, the Confident Girl podcast and just following Self Love Beauty and everything Libby and I are doing with Oh Infinite Love. It's really important that we continue to tackle this mental health crisis. We continue to have confidence and we continue to be resilient. So I will be posting more about um, the book as well. We'll be putting those um, links in there for you guys. And so check that out. Follow Self Love Beauty. And thank you again for tuning in. Remind yourself that to be the most confident, self-loving person you can be. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you took away so many tools and resources that you can have on your journey to confidence, to be the most fearless person that you want to be and have that self-love we all are longing to have. Remember, you have a community here at Self Love Beauty and on the Confident Girl Podcast and also with O Infinite Love. Everything that I do, I want people to have confidence. I want them to be fearless and I want them to have self-love. So email me at info at selflovebeauty.com. And thank you again for listening and continue to grow to be the best confident person you can be.